Hi everyone, this is Brother George at Bible Made Easy Podcast again. Thanks for joining me today. If it's your first time to tune in, welcome. And if you like this podcast and want to keep learning about the Bible, please hit the follow or subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified of new episodes. You can also check out my website for more Bible-based content at thebiblemadeeasypodcast.com. Thanks. In my last episode, I talked about hell. Today, I'll share more scriptural insight into hell and also answer the $64,000 question. Is hell forever? But first of all, let me clarify the term hell by recapping what I shared from the Bible in the last episode. From the time of creation all the way through to the great white throne judgment 1,000 years after Jesus returns, all the unsaved people go to a place for the dead located in the heart of the earth called, in ancient biblical languages, Sheol or Hades, usually translated as hell in most English Bibles. Of course, there also was and maybe still is a separate section there called Paradise, a temporary residence of comfort and bliss for the saved. But let's just set that place aside for today and talk about the dark side, which I'll simply call Hades. This is a temporary residence for the many varied types of unsaved where they all wait for their final judgment. We know for sure that at least some people in Hades will deserve and be subject to torment, like in the story Jesus told of the selfish rich man in Luke 16, which I read in the last episode. After the great white throne judgment, Hades will be ended, and there will be a second stage of hell called the lake of fire. This is a place of very intense torment where the most stubborn, unrepentant of the unsaved people are sent. I'll be talking about these two places today. So that's Hades, the temporary place of the unsaved dead, and the lake of fire, a more permanent and terrible place for the unsaved. Obviously the inhabitants of both places are separated from God, and so they're not places you would want to go to by any means. Hades is of course temporary until the great white throne judgment after which the Bible says it will be sort of decommissioned. But can someone, while in Hades, repent of their sins, accept Jesus and be saved and even released from there? Can someone even sent to the lake of fire repent and be released from there? Is their fate permanent or is there a way out? But firstly, Why is this important? Because people in hell are still important. They are God's creation whom he still loves. They're someone's loved ones, family, children, friends, etc. We can't just have a dismissive or they got what they deserved attitude towards them, even though they will be getting what they deserve. However, the way God deals with those who are in hell reflects his character to us and to the rest of the world. The vast majority of Protestant Christians have been taught that God in his anger and wrath sends every person who doesn't accept Jesus as their saviour to eternal, never-ending, literal hellfire, torment and suffering. That includes people who never even heard of Jesus, good people of other religions, 
atheists of great character, sweet old grandmas in places like China, precious Islamic young children, and people of ancient and remote civilizations that were completely unaware of the gospel. This makes God look like a vengeful and vindictive monster. For us today, it can cause fear and worry about our departed loved ones who are not saved. And perhaps worst of all, this misrepresentation of God also causes many people to reject Christianity. But, the scriptural reality is very different. As I highlighted in the last episode, Abraham called the rich man in Hades, child. He's in hell, and yet he's still considered a son. We also learn that the Greek word used for the flames of torment in that story is basanos, which indicates a spiritually purifying process. So it's obvious that Hades is a place of purging and rehabilitation that hopefully leads to repentance and salvation. And it seems that people in Hades have opportunity to be saved all the way up until the great white throne judgment. Revelation 20 verses 12 and 15, speaking of the unsaved at the great white throne judgment, is very revealing. It says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So people in Hades can be found in the book of life at that time and spared from the lake of fire. Now it doesn't specify exactly what happens to them, but if they're in the book of life, it sure sounds positive and hopeful. A wonderful, let's say, Hindu person from a remote Indian village who lived a thousand years ago who never heard the gospel, will be dealt with very different to a guy like Hitler. There will be all kinds of people in Hades. You can imagine that unsaved good people and those who never had a chance to hear about Jesus will be treated relatively well there. They'll be living much as they do now, but still in their sinful state, in a community of similar people, and thus subject to all the problems that come with that. But hopefully, the continuation of and dialed up intensity of the effects of sin in hell, or Hades, will prompt them to change and to a positive outcome, and even repentance, and acceptance of Jesus, and eventual entrance to heaven. I would imagine that many such good people will repent pretty quickly. But bad people, or even wicked people like Hitler, well, I wouldn't like to be in their shoes. Galatians 6-7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. So guys like him are going to suffer terribly even in Hades. And then, of course, you've got all kinds of people in between those extremes. God's system of justice and punishment for the unsaved can be likened to the justice systems we have on earth, with different grades of punishment and different lengths of incarceration. 
On one extreme, we've got minimum security prisons for low-level offenders where the inmates have relatively comfortable living conditions and many privileges. And then on the other extreme, we've got harsh, maximum security prisons and even solitary confinement for the worst offenders. But it's understood virtually worldwide that while the very worst criminals get life sentences and even the death penalty, for the very vast majority of offenders, the ideal goal of the correctional system is not just separation from society and punishment. It's rehabilitation and eventual reintegration into society as honest, law-abiding citizens. Now, the Bible doesn't specifically state word for word that people can be saved while in Hades or in the Lake of Fire, but it does very, very strongly suggest it. In fact, 1 Peter 3, 18-20 tells us about how during the three days between his crucifixion and resurrection, Jesus even went to Hades to preach or make some sort of proclamation to those imprisoned there. It doesn't reveal what he said to them, but he had just given his life for the redemption of all humankind. So it just makes sense that he would have gone there to preach or make a proclamation that he still loved them, and that perhaps the time had come for at least some of them to have a second or even a first chance. 1 John 4.8 tells us that God is love. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Whoever means anyone. Now, many Bible readers and scholars will point out that there are several scriptures that say hell is forever or eternal. But what must be understood, and is actually brushed over common knowledge among theologians, is that the original Greek words translated to forever and eternal are aeonis and aeonon, which actually mean an age or ages. Not an infinite amount of time, but a finite amount of time. So that's another very strong indication that hell is not forever. And 2 Peter 3.9 tells us about God's desire that every person would be saved. It says, The Lord is patient toward you, not willing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And there are plenty of other scriptures along this theme of God's desire to bring all of his creation back to him eventually. So yes, while God is a God of justice and judgment, and it will definitely be at the least very unpleasant, and at the worst excruciatingly torturous in hell, God is also loving, God is good, and God is merciful. Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. It might take a very long time for some of the worst, but neither he nor the saved will be able to completely enjoy heaven while the unsaved are still suffering. God will never stop loving and pursuing them 
and hopefully, at least this is his desire, there will come a time when all are happily reconciled with him. After the whole dramatic story of creation, the fall of man, human history, the end time tribulations, God's judgments on the wicked and the torments of hell, that would be a wonderful way to end. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless each one of you and keep you in his loving care. Bye.